1: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together, we're taking you
0: to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go,
1: what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we're headed to Central Oregon. Mm, That's right, to the city of Bend and the surrounding area. A little slice of winter perfection.
0: I love it there, and I know you do too. And I learned just the other day that our colleague, fellow reporter, Jeff Manning, used to call Bend home. still visits pretty regularly. We decided to bring him on. Jeff, how are you?
2: I am well, thank you. And yes, indeed, I do have very fond memories of Bend. I arrived in Bend in 1981. There were about 28,000 people living there at the time. The timber economy was on the way down the tubes. Brooks Scanlon had just closed one of the last mills. Everyone was completely depressed except me (laughs) because I loved Bend. It was so beautiful, and uh, it was a good place to start.
1: One of the things that interests me about Bend, it seems like a place where outdoor recreation is such a huge part of what you do like during the day, but then by night people seem to kind of come back to Bend and really foster this really nice community within the town itself. Did you see any of that or have you seen any of that that kind of community since then?
2: Two things you gotta know. It was a long time ago and it, <laughs> it still had sort of that dusty forlorn look of a down on this luck country town. So no, there was you know, the main street was what it is and Drake Park was there and that was beautiful. But the the sort of refreshing hustle of today, the growler stations and the breweries, it's just it wasn't there then. How is
1: it to go back having had that time when it was the dusty town, like you said, and to see it now? As it's changed. I guess
2: it's both a little bit sad and also really exciting. You know, I mean, I guess it's a success story in Oregon. You can argue about the growth, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but uh, it is a vibrant place now, and it's really good to see.
0: Why should folks go there this time of year?
2: Wow. Uh, this is the time to go. My downhill days are maybe a little bit behind me. Not that I ever really was a good downhill skier, but uh bachelor. I mean, give me a break. That is uh, the best skiing easily in this state. And uh, it's bigger and better now than it ever was. And uh I have a story about Bachelor. Laying
0: uh, on us if you, if you feel so inclined. It,
2: it was one of those Central Oregon I, – I only went skiing once when I was in Bend. I okay. wasn't there very long, and it was one of those classic high-cloud – central oregon days where i was thinking sun's not a problem i'm just gonna ski all day no goggles no nothing and i got home that night and i just started feeling this weird tightness around my face I was like what the hell's going on and i went in the bathroom and looked in the mirrors like, oh my god i had the worst sunburn that you <laughs> could even imagine i mean i thought my eyes were going to pop out of my head i was in incredible pain and uh, that was sort of a, a Central Oregon thing. People would come to Central Oregon. They'd go up on the mountain. They had no idea how powerful the sun was, or there was a layer of clouds that you think was protecting you, and you would get zapped. God, that was that was really
0: bad. That does not sound fun. <laughs> so you can go up this time of year. You can get sunburnt on Mount Bachelor <laughs> if you know. you're so inclined. If, if if you feel like it, you've got you know plenty of opportunities to go cross country ski. You can go out and tromp around on a trail. You know, what is it that makes Bend such a special place come
2: wintertime? You know, it is, uh, I could is—we could be talking for eight hours here. Sure. Uh, my Some of my favorite territory is in the Sisters area, Camp Sherman. Uh, camping on the Metolius is just heaven. Last summer, we were camped on the Metolius, and there was this log. We were right on the river, of course, in this big Forest Service campground no neighbors. And there's this log that we were sitting on out in the stream. And it was like 10 degrees cooler there than it was in the campground. And it was hot. It was July. So it was a relief. And we spent a lot of time on that log. As the log went out into the water, it sort of dipped into the river. And there were these wildflowers growing out of the log that were partially immersed in the metolias. It was the prettiest damn thing that I've ever seen. And it was like, Wow. Just when you think you've seen it all in Bend or Central Oregon, it surprises you.
1: It's such a beautiful spot you have there. I mean, you have you have the Deschutes River coming through, the Three Sisters area. You have Mount Jefferson that's pretty close. Even close to town, you have Pilot Butte, which is a great spot just to go and get a look at the mountains. So it seems like Bend is this great culmination of all of this natural beauty. And also, more recently, of course, the town, as we alluded to earlier, has become a great spot for people to go eat and drink. Our colleague Michael Russell, who was on a previous podcast about food on the coast, recently did a story about a Bend beer scene and how that's been growing and growing. And there's all kinds of breweries, whether it's Tim Barrel or it's Boneyard, Worthy Brewing, that you can do that as well. So it seems like there's that natural beauty all around and also now. In more recent days, of course, Jeff, there's all of this stuff to do in town as it's been growing this population, whether it's drinking beer, having a good bite to eat, or seeing some local indoor
2: stuff this time of year, too. A pint of Boneyard is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> I remember uh, in band one day walking over to the one of the brew pubs. I think it was Tenboro. We walk in, and we're on cloud nine to be in Bend, and my brothers are there, and dogs are with us. And so we invade their little patio. Waiter comes out, and we say, hey, how's it going? We're full of good cheer. And, uh, well, it's going better, I guess. And I said, geez, what's the problem? Well, since the boycott, it's been pretty rough. And what are you talking about? And well, after we were bought by Anheuser-Busch, the people of Bend were so outraged that they wouldn't go to Ten Barrel anymore. And I said, wow, that is beer purity. <laughs> you know, the beer scene is so amazing. It's really changed that town, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I
1: remember that happening. I don't know that Ten Barrel has suffered in the long term from that. Of course, if you're you know in Bend and you want to boycott a brewery, if that's your thing, there's so many to choose from that it's really easy just to go to, you know, Crux or to go to Sun River Brewing or any of these other places that are there in town.
2: I may be out of date on this, but the last time I was there, I still think this is the case. Boneyard was still being sold out of that shack next to Highway 97.
1: They just opened up a new brew pub oh I think last Oh my god, year. they wouldn't, they had never yeah. done that before. Yeah, you had to get the growler fill. Right, like that's a what a we did. That's what we did. Yeah, now there's like a whole full pub. I think it's just across the highway. It still kind of has that biker bar aesthetic as I understand, but you can get a pile of boneyard beer you don't have to like fill it in your growler (laughs) you can actually go and sit down and have a nice time
2: but are there still scary bikers hanging out there
1: I imagine so yeah
2: yeah yeah can I ask you guys a question yeah a central oregon question who the hell is tam MacArthur?
1: Tam Macar- MacArthur, Ridge? Rim. Rim. Rim, MacArthur Rim. I couldn't tell you who Tam is, though. I need to get you, get my um, Oregon Geographic Names book. You could. I could bring it in here and we could find out.
2: Well, the reason I bring it up is because I don't know if there's a better trail, more bang to the buck than Tam MacArthur. That whole Forest Service Road 16, I hesitate to even bring it up because I don't want anyone else to know about it, but it is the motherlode. The exit point to so many great trails. Unfortunately, there's been some burns up there, so there's a lot of charred timber, but uh, wow. You're sort of hitting the Three Sisters from the back end and it's really, really great.
0: I know you can ski up there in the winter. I, I assume that it's probably more of a snowshoe or ski destination at that point than a hike.
2: Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, if you tried to go up 16 right now, it's probably closed halfway you up. You would have
0: to really do quite a lengthy ski yeah. in to get to Tam MacArthur. What, what are you, some, some of your other favorite favorite spots to go in the winter down outside of town
2: i'm a big cross-country guy mm-hmm. so uh, all of those snow parks on the way up to bachelor i like it flat and that light snow is really special
0: the setting is about as perfect a- as it gets so for folks who have not been to bend in the winter
2: Paint us a picture. You know, the first time that I ever drove into Bend, I was driving from La Grande, and that's a long story, coming in on 26 and through John Day and Mitchell, Prineville, Redmond, and all of a sudden, out in the distance, there's these three peaks, and it was wintertime, and they were just beautiful. I'd never seen them before. I'd never been to Central Oregon, and they got bigger and bigger and bigger the closer I got to Bend. I was like, this is amazing. And... I didn't live there long, but I lived long enough to uh, get up into those mountains, and uh, I still can't get over it. When I go now, it is uh, just an amazing, amazing, unbeatable place. You think about Washington, where I'm from, central Washington, you have Wenatchee and Yakima, and we have Bend and the Three Sisters, I mean, wow, we lucked out.
0: I mean Leavenworth's no place to turn up your nose at. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. You're giving me a grimace here. You're not a Leavenworth fan. I would say uh, Bend I, I, wins out, but not even close. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. I like it quite a bit there, but I'll give it to you. Bend is is the
1: winner, unless you want like German sausage and umpa music, in which case Leavenworth is going to be your, your, your destination.
2: Leavenworth is the gateway to the enchantments, which is, I mean, that is major right there. That counts for something. But Definitely.
0: Bend is the gateway, one of the gateways to the sisters, which of course counts for a lot as well. Yeah. One of the things that I like about the city of Bend so much is that You don't have to work very hard to access any of these things, right? Mount Bachelor is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like 40 minutes away, tops. Mm -hmm. You've got the Deschutes River Trail that runs right through town. You've got Pilot Butte that's probably, I think it's within the city limits. Can you talk a little bit about what the recreation scene is like outdoors uh, in the Bend area?
2: There's obviously a whole... Mountain biking community. There's a whole downhill community. There's a whole cross country community. Uh, Central Oregon community college always produces these, you know, world class cross country skiers. Uh, and then there's the climbing community, mm-hmm. you know, because of Smith Rock. So. Even when I was there, it was a town of just really lunatic skiers. (laughs) Any Oregonian fan who's been around for a while remembers Gail Kinsey-Hill, a famous byline here. She worked in Bend at the time. We worked together at the Bulletin. And uh, she, in her spare time, drove the ski bus up to Bachelor just because it got her free lift tickets. That was the way Bend operated in those days. It was... uh, Ski bums looking to operate on the cheap and that was doable in Bend in those days. I mean, lodging was nothing. It was uh, a much different town then.
0: Things have changed a bit, but still a good place to be a ski bum in some capacities. It's just not as cheap.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting town. I, I left after eight months and, and I'm not the happiest of terms, but uh, 35 years later, I'm still a working journalist, so I guess I got the last <laughs> laugh.
0: There we go. All right, Jeff, we're going to talk a little bit more about what to do in Bend after a short break. We are back with Jeff Manning talking about the city of Bend come wintertime. Jeff, we've talked a lot about things to do around Bend in the outdoors, but what should we get into if we want to go down there this time of year and hang out in the city?
2: You know, there is... Every one of those breweries, even Boneyard now, has has a pub. And it seems like every time you go, there's another one. There's a new one. I don't know how many of these brands are going to be able to make it, but it's great for the enthusiastic beer consumer, of which I am one.
0: I was going to say, I also <laughs> fit that that brand to an extent.
2: Um, I don't know if you consider Phil's Trails in Bend, but oh, close, I do. Yeah. I, it's I, there, I, probably. The thing I love about Phil's is that you don't have to be a risk junkie to enjoy it. There are flat trails that are not technical, that you're not risking your life, and uh, it allows the outsider, the the non-aficionado, to understand what is so great about mountain biking.
0: That's a trail system, Phil's trail system, that's either right in town or just outside Mm -hmm. of it. I don't know where the, the city limits physically stretch but kind of a known destination for mountain biking probably not this time of year i would have to imagine
2: but you'd have to get your big knobbies on yeah (laughs) some fat (laughs) fat tire biking
0: which of course is probably something a lot of folks get into down
1: there we talked a lot about beer in bend uh i also wanted to give a shout out to some of the other things you can drink in Bend because it's like, kind of like Hood River like we talked about in a previous podcast. It's a big beverage town. So you have Atlas Cider in Bend. You have Hum Kombucha in Bend. Crater Lake Spirits. I'm not too certain about the wine scene, but I'm sure you can get a good glass of wine somewhere around Bend as well. And that's addition, of course, to all the restaurants. I don't know, Jeff, if you have any favorites. I know I like Chow as a breakfast spot. And there's this place called Primal Cuts, which does meat sandwiches and it's like a butchery as well. Yeah, so
0: I've been to Primal Cuts and can definitely vouch for that you know i feel like all all the breweries have
1: good brewery food
0: i feel like there's a a number of nice restaurants downtown i want to give a shout out to a particular place that i just fell in love with a couple trips ago a gelato spot
1: oh i've been there
0: have you been there so i'm gonna probably butcher the pronunciation but bonta natural artesian gelato it's on bond street and it is like Ten out of ten, I don't know if you guys know about me, but I'm like an ice cream fiend. Like we're talking if there's like one dessert I could have every day slash do have more days than not, dare I say it. It's ice cream. And like, I'm I'm no picky eater. We can do kind of your standard store brand cookies and cream and I'll be happy. But this gelato place was out of this world by my standards. Like I, I'm no like Florence, Italy visitor gelato level <laughs> connoisseur, but I had a combo lime with like some, some sort of like crumble with it. And then a strawberry and I was just like, my mind was blown. It was super good.
1: It's not hey. just you. I was there on a Thursday night or sometime in October thinking, oh, I'll just walk up to the gelato spot. And I did. I walked up and there was no line. But as soon as I sat down, there was a line out the door at like 8 p.m. on a weeknight in the middle of fall. It wasn't warm outside or anything, but there was a huge line for this gelato spot. It keeps coming back to this idea of like downtown Bend is a place that consistently seems to be happening there's always people out and about doing something no matter the time of year no matter the day of the week it's one of those spots that just attracts people because there seems to be so much going on
2: so forgive my ignorance here but did i hear something about the pine tavern is it still exist
1: pine tavern still
0: exists it's still there so i'll just toss out a full disclosure note my cousin's own bend brewing company which is just down the way from the pine tavern and i can confirm it's still operating and still rocking it as far as i can tell but that place place as old school as old school gets.
2: Well, that shows you the fact that I arrived bent in Benton 81. In the Pine... Tavern was there then and it was it was hopping then.
0: I think the Pine Tavern's been al- around quite a long time.
2: When
1: I was last in Bend, uh, that same weeknight I was telling you about, most people on the street seemed to be going to either Pine Tavern or Bend Brewing, one of those two spots, but all the traffic uh, on the sidewalk was going in that direction. Mm. And I just looked up
0: here a, a quick Google search. Pine Tavern was built in
1: 1936.
0: Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> it's got some staying power. No kidding. While we're on the topic of things to do in in town. So we've talked a little bit about the restaurants, the brewery scene. We've also got the old mill district, which, Mm. Jeff, was some now it's this kind of bustling shopping center, outdoor shopping center. When you were in town, completely
2: different story. It was an old mill. It was an old mill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jamie I know you've been there you've got sent back some photos you've done a story either you guys what's it like
1: today it's like you said it's a a shopping district so you're going to find a lot of shops like you would in any outdoor shopping mall You also have the Deschutes River coming through right there, uh, and a lot of people can do kayaking down the river through that part of town. I'm partial to the Deschutes River in its more wild setting, which is just south of town or far north of town. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Old Mill District is a great spot to kind of hang out and have that more shopping experience. There's a concert concert pavilion there as well, so you can see live music there. It's just another spot to hang out around Bend that's outside the downtown area. I
2: hate to keep sounding like the crusty old geezer of the crowd, but I guess I am. Back when it was an old mill, Bend was a little they had drake park but they were it was sort of like vancouver washington was forever and this world-class river flowing by and it was a place for the mill to dump its sewer it was not a place to play and to see that whole stretch of river now full of kids and people recreating it's fantastic and it makes you wonder why did it take them so long to recognize that asset it's just phenomenal
0: well they figured it out because they it have. is bustling yeah. you've got kind of person carved surf wedge or surf wave in the deschutes river i think it's just downstream of the mill
2: it is you've got
0: fairly close by you've got a semi-outdoor hockey rink that's pretty new you've got people paddle boarding up and down the river more during the summertime for obvious reasons but it's a real gateway for kind of in-town recreation which i think is super cool and that you don't see in every town of its size
2: so you guys will understand this in a way that I don't. I should understand this. But uh, the river trails, there's a trail from Sun River up to town these days, right?
1: I'm not sure if it runs all the way from Sun River to town. I know that there's the Deschutes River Trail, which is in several different pieces. Yeah. And they keep talking about combining all of those pieces into one trail. But to my knowledge now, that is not a complete trail. But I do know you can get from the Sun River to the Deschutes River and take those trails quite a bit.
2: Yeah. I think that what was confusing me is I've I've been on the trail as you get up toward the end of the Seventh Mountain. I've also been on the trail near Sun River that heads up toward town. Whatever the route, it is such a special. This time of year as well, I think Mm -hmm. it it might be walkable, but it is a beautiful place in the fall, especially when all of the leaves are turning. uh, It's really dramatic.
0: I think there's a special majesty to it in the winter as well. So I was down in Bend before Christmas time And there was maybe a dusting of snow on the ground, if any, walking in my tennis shoes or hiking shoes from the old Mill District back along the Deschutes River Trail to a house that my girlfriend's family had rented and I was staying in. And I was just like, wow, what an opportunity to go kind of like peruse all these shops, a very like city experience. And then just walk down this gorgeous trail, maybe two miles or something, maybe three miles to a rental house. And it was just really cool and a uniquely fun Bend experience.
2: And we haven't mentioned the what I feel is like the defining piece of vegetation of the area is, of course, the ponderosa pine. It is so uh, majestic, and when you're going through the trails up around Camp Sherman where they're sort of the dominant tree species by far and away, the yellow belly aspect of them is just really special.
1: Yeah, for those of us who spend a lot of time hiking in western Oregon, we're so used to those Douglas fir forests, Mm -hmm. the Ponderosa Pine Forest is something just different that is a great opportunity if you've never done that kind of hiking in that part of the state or in that kind of ecosystem. It's a cool opportunity to see something just a little bit different than we're used to out here.
2: It's so true. I, I have this vivid memory of running through a ponderosa forest uh, at the base of Black Butte. And the reason we were running is because uh, it was ablaze. There was a fire. My gosh, (laughs) that's not what I was expecting. We decided we're going to go check out this fire. Really stupid. We got close to it, and there it was, right in our face, and it seemed to be coming toward us. So we turned around and charged back down the hill. I mean, that's a that's a fact of life in Central Oregon that we don't really have to worry about here. And that's fire. You know, the trails I mentioned up before, Service Road 16. Some of them are really charred, and you know, the fire is up by Jefferson and all of Highway 20 now. You know, it's like a mini Australia in places. It's really it's scary.
0: Yeah, Sanium Pass area has a lot of. You know, those white kind of toothpick-looking trees Mm -hmm. uh, that died long ago, burned up, and and completely reshaped the landscape. For better, worse, or otherwise, it's different than it once was.
1: As we kind of wrap up the conversation about Bend, I want to put this question to the table. For anyone who wants to spend, say, like two nights in Bend this winter, what are a few things you absolutely want to do while you're there? Jim, I want to start with you. What are your must-do Bend things in the winter?
0: What I... Would be getting into, if I were to go down to Bend, uh, as I have in the past, I would go try to ski one day at Mount Bachelor. It's a gorgeous ski destination. You know, when it's sunny outside, a view into the Three Sisters Wilderness, Broken Top right there. It's a stunning destination. A mountain where you can, uh, if the conditions line up correctly, ski off the summit uh, of Mount Bachelor, which is just a sublime experience. The snow is lighter than it is up near Mount Hood the location is about as prime as you can get and you know in my experiences the crowds have not been overwhelming I'd come back to town I'd pick your brewery of choice I'd go grab a pint grab a burger you know retire to maybe there's a McMinimins there you could go soak in a soaking pool get to bed early wake up the next day maybe hit part of the Deschutes River Trail you know find yourself a snowshoe or a cross-country ski and then come back to town, grab a late lunch, hit the shops, walk around downtown, and enjoy the place. That's what I
2: would do for two days.
1: Sounds like a nice couple of days. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? What are your your must-do Bend winter I would
2: spend a lot of time finding every growler in my house, (laughs) 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 drive to Bend, and go from brewery to brewery. Uh, Actually, just find a growler station and you know, restrict yourself to Central Oregon beers. That seems only sporting. And then the next day, you got to work it off. You got to get the cross country gear and uh, go up on the hill.
0: I like that. That sounds good too. I think you moral of the stories. You can't really go wrong there. Jamie, any thoughts on your end?
1: Well, being not a skier, I. I think think you two kind of covered that skiing area pretty well. I want to shout out, uh, of course, the the soaking pool at McMinimans, which if you're not staying at the hotel, you can stay there. This is Old St. Francis School. If you're not staying there, you can stop by for $5 and soak in this this really beautiful soaking pool that looks like something out of Harry Potter. Hmm. Uh, It's magical. Also, the High Desert Museum, which is just outside of town on your way to Sun River, is a really cool museum that combines that cultural history with sort of that central oregon natural history and they have some live animals there too so you can see some eagles and hawks and owls and some turtles and that kind of thing and it's a great spot if you have the family especially if you have some kids around it's a great thing to do with them or if you just want to spend some time walking around on a rainy or snowy day indoors it's a cool spot to check that out
0: cool well all that said jeff i think that just about does it thanks so much for stopping by and talking bend with us let's go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> see if we can find a reporting uh, reason to head down to Bend. i think we could have a grand old trip the three of us here anyhow thank you for coming on my pleasure all right jamie so you, you know where we're headed now what
1: else are you getting into these days jim i'm always talking about the places i'm going the things i'm doing and this week i'm kind of looking to take it easy I've got a couple of days off and I'm just going to rest my body, take care of myself and prepare myself for reintroducing hiking into my life coming this spring.
0: I like that. What do you do when you're just hanging out at home? We, we know you as a travel guy.
1: What do you do when you hang? You know, I like to sit and read. Uh, I like to listen to music. Just take it easy, you know, do a little meditation. I like getting that practice on too. All right. Just, I think it's vitally important to take care of the body, to take care of, you know, your being. Because we go out there, we like to push ourselves, of course, and try new things and be really active. But if we're not taking care of ourselves ahead of time and after then we can really push ourselves into some unhealthy territory.
0: Yeah, and kind of grind yourself into the ground a little bit. It's good to take a a chill pill every now and again
1: and use some time off to relax instead of go, go, go. That's it i like it jim how about you i I know that you've got something coming up here
0: i'll I'll spin it a little different this time shout out something that just published our latest episode of the peak northwest video series so our companion here went out some pals and and myself and videographer brooke herbert went out and did some rock climbing at smith rock state park just down the way from bend actually in the fall and we just published that episode uh, at the end of january and uh would encourage folks to go check that out kind of shows us as we did a, a couple of rock climbing routes throughout the park in, in a number of different places and brooke got some really gorgeous footage of a naturally stunning area you know you know how beautiful smith rock is oh, yeah. and, and to have a uh, you know really high quality videographer come out and shoot just gorgeous cinematic you know videography of the park was uh, amazing i had a lot of fun uh seeing her at work and of course Getting some rock climbing in.
1: Yeah, how was the rock climbing? Can you give us a little teaser? It's fantastic. Smith Rock
0: is a international rock climbing destination. Folks from all over the place are showing up there. It's particularly known as a really hot spot for sport climbing, which is a segment of the sport where you Instead of placing your own protection in like a crack in the wall, which is called traditional climbing, you clip bolts that are either glued or drilled into the rock. And Smith Rock is a place with, I would say, hundreds, I'm nearly positive it's hundreds of uh, sport climbing routes and climbing routes in general throughout the park. And just this gorgeous uh, locale for it with the Crooked River uh, winding through the park and the Three Sisters uh, on the horizon, and of course, Bend so close by. It doesn't get much better. It, it's truly amazing.
1: Great spot to go hiking, too.
0: Great spot to go hiking. You can bring your mountain bike and go around the outside trail that kind of loops around the main formation. Couldn't recommend it more. It's a busy place, but uh, for good reason.
1: I can't wait to see this beautiful video you're talking up.
0: Yeah, you'll have to check it out. Go take a look right now, as a matter of fact, because I think, Jamie, it's time to wrap things up. We'll be back next week but in the meantime you can subscribe here wherever you get your podcasts watch our videos on the oregonians youtube channel and follow us on instagram at peak northwest this episode of the podcast was produced by me jim ryan alongside jamie hale and dave killen many thanks of
1: course to our guest as well jeff manning stay safe and happy travels everyone until next time we leave you with this 10 seconds of zen